0: I'm excited to tell you about this week's episode. We are talking about wines of the Netherlands, Dutch wines. I have an incredible guest who has been stirring up the wine industry with her spiciness. She is from Holland, so she's going to give us the lowdown on these wines that I think most of you have probably never heard about, right? Now, before we get into the more educational part of the show, I figured seeing as it's just me doing these podcasts now, it's super important that you get to know me that little bit better. Now, I am not an alcoholic. I think it's very important that I express that, but I do drink every day and that's important. I drink every day so I can keep my palate fresh and I can bring wonderful wines to you guys. But can you imagine my horror? I live in a flat. There are two other flats in this house. Now, in our council, they're terrible. It's almost like they want to highlight alcoholics. Does anybody else live in a borough where you don't get real recycling bins? They literally just give you cheap, tacky, open boxes. Anyone? Or is it just me? So I'm going to name and shame Bromley in Kent right now because this is what they do. So We have three plastic open boxes, not even bins, to put our glass into. Now, me and my partner, it's just two of us, we bring out our bottles every other day and we add to the box and then we add to a box again. By the end of the week, like the boxes, the boxes are filled with just our wines and nobody else. Now, I don't get it. (laughs) We have a couple with a baby in flat 2 surely the baby is is pushing them to drink no and then in the other flat you have four adults they have no children so they have no excuse plenty of time to drink so it's just unbelievable i mean what are the chances of living in a house with two households of teetotalers so you know now me and my partner we have to kind of like sneak out late at night when no one's looking I mean they're probably spying on us but we have to put it in so that we can at least pretend maybe it's the other flat am I the only one who does this So my wine question to you this week is, how many commercial vineyards do you think there are in Holland and how many hectares of vines are actually planted? I will tell you the answer at the end of the show. But first, I want to tell you about my winery of the week and keeping with the theme of this podcast it needs to be a winery from the Netherlands. So I'm probably going to get shot for my absolutely disgusting pronunciation, but uh, here goes. So the winery I chose is Appelstuhlhofe. Now, Appelstuhlhofe are the oldest winery and actually one of the largest wineries in the Netherlands. So viticulture dates back in the Netherlands to 1968, but it was actually in the 1970s with Apulstulhufe that kind of started everything again. They have 14 hectares down in the Limburg region. I think I'll talk a little bit later on about the different regions of the Netherlands. And it's all about fresh white grape varieties here. Keep in mind, of course, Holland, if you've ever been, it's not very warm. So in the grape varieties, you can get a Muller Tergau, you can get a Riesling, a Pinot Gris, an Ossoa. And then they do the Apelstulhufe Cuvée 12, but in Roman numerals. And this actually is probably considered their best wine. This is a blend of Muller Turgau with Ossoa and Pinot Gris. And this features in The Wine Book, written by three Dutch master of wines. It's called The Wine Book, but in Dutch. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce that. And in this book, it is the top 400 wines under 25 euros that were tasted blind and this is the only dutch wine to make it into this book so that gives you a little bit of an idea they've just planted some viognier and they make two sparkling wines you can get a riesling brut and you can get an apple cuve 12 Brut as well. They have this absolutely beautiful tasting room and they run tours as expected. So when you are in the Netherlands and you've had your time in Amsterdam, then you know to head on down south to the Limburg region and go and check out, for the last time if I pronounce it correctly, <laughs> Appelstuhlhofe. Right, well, they'll let me know if I did all right on that one. Now whilst lockdown has not been fun for, I would assume almost all of us, what it has done, it has brought the community of wine lovers from all over the world together. I personally run a wine society in my local area. I do private wine parties at people's houses and all of that has been stopped. So now I consider myself the Zoom queen doing these wine parties, these wine tastings online. And it's surprisingly fun, surprisingly doable. And it's been amazing because I've been able to do it for people that are... In other countries, which has been so exciting and is something that is going to continue. Now, this takes me to our guest, India Donisi, who I found through Instagram and is everything but a wine snob. We're going to talk about some of the more fun, silly, ridiculous things that she's done to get you excited about the world of wine. And then she's going to give us that great introduction into the wines of Holland. So let's go and listen to that interview now. Okay, hi India, thank you for joining me today Hello,
1: hi, thank you for having me
0: (laughs) I am super excited for everybody listening This beautiful lady has helped me through quarantine, through lockdown (laughs) With her absolutely entertaining, hilarious, creative And might I say slightly sexy Uh um, Posts, videos, everything on on Instagram So thank you for that
1: Oh, you're welcome. I'm happy. I, I already forgot about the whole uh, quarantine. I left it behind me, but you're still in there, right? But we're right on the
0: outside. So we will move oh, on from that. Exactly. We're really close back to, um. well, whatever the new normality is. So just to introduce you to everybody, first of all, mm. I advise everybody, go onto Instagram and look up Wine Spice Girl. Fantastic name. What is what is in a name, India? What, where did you what come up it? with this name? What is a name?
1: Okay, so I'll try to keep it short. Yes. Uh, I wanted to just spice up the wine world. That was my first idea, because when I thought of a niche in between the wine, I was like, what am I going to do? I want to spice it up, be funny, be sexy, be a bit different. So that was the spice. Uh, then, of course, you had the wine. And then I was a girl and I was like, the spice girls also were a bit spicy. Yeah, so I just linked it m- mixed it up. And um, yeah, and there it was.
0: Fab. So actually, you are a little bit of the sixth spice girl. So you have baby spice, ginger spice, and you are yes. wine spice.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a bit upset that you've stolen the sixth position. Because if I was clever enough, I would... <laughs> I would have liked to be the six Spice Girl. Oh,
1: I bet every girl would have liked to be her, right? Oh, yes.
0: Well, actually maybe considering at the time we were what 9, 10, 11 years old, mm-hmm. maybe it's not appropriate to want to be the wine spice girl. But for now, yeah, you know, new now. band. Let's mm-hmm. uh, let's discuss this later. Maybe we can yes. recreate. <laughs> So, idiot just for anyone who doesn't know, India's got her wine qualifications in the Netherlands. A very, what well, is the Dutch Academy, right? For anybody who uh, wants to... Yeah, a, the Dutch Wine Academy. The Dutch Wine Academy. Kind of like the WSET that's more more global, mm-hmm. but in a slightly more specific language. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you can't do it unless you speak Dutch. Um, and then you are also a sommelier as well, helping yes. assist the public with their yes. wonderful wine choices. So, True. Um, we'll ask some questions about certainly Amsterdam in a little bit because I'm, I'm intrigued to know where I need to go and, and what I need to do. But first of all, mm-hmm. most importantly, Miss Wine Spice Girl. Yes. For those that uh, will go onto your Instagram page, mm-hmm. there is many pictures of you in a bath full of grapes. True. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. How did that, ha- I mean, how long did that take you to do? Why did you come up with that? I mean, uh, yeah. let's, let's, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: I'll tell the story. So I I invented this wine spice girl. I had it all in my head, but Mm -hmm. I was like, I have to come out with something memorable. Mm Mm-hmm what is it gonna be? I wanted to sit in a bath of grapes which was not easy because <laughs> I don't have a bath like that in my house.
0: <laughs> oh um, oh I'm, okay well, now I'm disappointed okay yeah, yeah never let the I truth get no. in the way of a good story.
1: <laughs> yeah I don't even have a bath because Amsterdam houses are really small mm-hmm. so I had to go look for a nice hotel room with a bath in oh the my middle gosh. of the of the um, of the room Uh uh, and there had to be enough light it had to be you you know many many of course so uh, I found it I wrote them can I please do this shoot this and that okay so then um, I was like shit how am I gonna fill a whole bath with grapes because it's (laughs) like it's insanely you need so many grapes Uh then I was very brilliant even if I say so you know um, go for it uh, I think you are yeah I thought you know what there exists something called Photoshop. So this is a secret. Is behind the
0: scenes. <laughs> oh, no. Are you ruining it? It's not a whole no, tub filled with grapes. Uh,
1: I bought a oh. lot of grapes. Okay. And I, and I bought a lot of this plastic transparent foil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, I no. Carry on. All around the bath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Set in there. Put the grapes on top of that. Ah. And then uh, we, we did make the photos, but then we just multiplied like I hired a girl that's good with Photoshop and she multiplied the grapes to fill it up, let's say. So uh, it's a bit of a secret. I've never told anyone. So you have ooh, the... Premier, disclaimer. Uh, just principle. like, well, listen, yeah.
0: we don't need to remember that. You know, you are sat luxuriously yeah. yes. in a bath full of grapes.
1: Definitely,
0: <laughs> definitely. And then the other question that uh, you probably know that I'm going to ask is uh, why you love to pour wine all down yourself. I mean, <laughs> do you not want to just drink it? It's very uh, wasteful, India.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, well, the thing is that was the same thing. I'm like, how am I going to be memorable? How am I going to stand out? Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm just going to pour a bottle of red wine all over my head and Yeah. <laughs> Cause, you know, I was like, cuz I can, you know. This is and true. People, I people hope it wasn't expensive. It wasn't expensive was it? Let's not. I definitely no, no, no. I definitely don't <laughs> use any expensive wines or like, mostly something that I just have to throw away any any way, you know. Could go too wine. long or whatever. Yeah, I just throw it all over myself. It's about the feeling and the, the uh-huh. color and the you know, the getting all soaked in wine. Well, the, yeah, so. with the, I
0: highly advise on the red wine because, with all the tannins, the resveratrol, all the health components, when you mm. go to certain wine spas, you bath in red wine. It's supposed to be very good for the skin. So, really? I, I, yes. So, I oh, wonder yeah, if I that didn't helped. Know that. There you go. I assume from that wonderful advice I've just given that I should expect more red wine pouring videos, right? So, ah. you can replenish the nutrients in your hair and your skin.
1: <laughs> definitely i have to buy some old uh, to find some old clothes though cuz that's the only problem at the time <laughs> uh, yes i can imagine yes. or
0: yeah or just wear black right
1: yeah that's true that's what i usually do <laughs> oh, well
0: anyway i know that you've actually got beautiful italian background um, mm-hmm. but you grew up in the netherlands
1: yes. you've always been interested in wine
0: which as yes. a half italian you- that's, that's part of the rules. It goes without saying, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So when did you have your first glass of wine from Holland, a Dutch wine? Mm,
1: I think that might have been maybe five, six years ago. Okay. Um, during my studies, because mm-hmm. we had to study all the wine countries. We did tasting. So we did taste a couple of uh, wines from the Netherlands. Okay. Before that, I actually never tried them because... It's not even in the Netherlands it's very popular. If you go to a wine bar, maybe nowadays they have one or two wines on the list. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not something you find everywhere. We're more into the French wines. Okay. Definitely taste a couple. Yeah, the first was a couple of years ago. Yeah.
0: So just like I speak as an English girl, the English wine revolution is mm-hmm. getting huge now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that probably in the last 10 years has been building and building. Before that, not so much. Yeah. Do you think that's happening in the Netherlands? Do you, do you think that it can happen in the Netherlands? Mm-hmm. Are there some I... top producers that actually are world-class that we don't know about?
1: Yes, I do think it can happen, it's mm. not happening yet, as mm. in like the, the English wine revolution, I can really see it, you have now the English wine week I saw, I see many people <laughs> yeah. post about English wines. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Netherlands, I think it's upcoming, yeah. but it's not yet uh, a real revolution. Uh, yeah. I do think it, it it's in the future it could happen, because there are some really nice producers like the Apostelhoeven. Um, yes, Yes. Can you print can you so
0: Apple Apple Apostelhoefe, mm-hmm. apple Stelhofe. And and by the way, I will mention a little bit later on for, for English people listening, you can actually get this in the UK. Um, okay. But this is yeah, so this is a the probably considered the top winery, the top uh, winery if there was one, or just the most historic. What do you think? Well,
1: it's 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 certainly very historic, but okay. I also think it's it's super famous. Uh, so okay. it's I'm I'm not sure if it's the most famous but at the moment I do think it's very popular because Mm -hmm. they have also they have a really good wine the cuvee is very good but you also have for example the kleine schorre which is a bit smaller it's in the south Mm -hmm. kleine schorre with double r
0: okay kleine Um, schorre
1: yeah schorre (laughs) uh, which is really really cool I'm going to visit them uh, next week actually Okay. Uh, so uh, they also make lovely wines. And there's many more. You have St. Martinus. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, th- I what well, I've had a look to see what is in the UK, we've mm-hmm. got that is actually, there's the online retailer is called Wine Buyers. And the wines are actually coming from the Netherlands. It's by mm-hmm. a wine supplier called Grand Cru Wienen and we, I imagine Weinen.
1: Weinen. <laughs> Weinen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: they are sending their wines to the UK for 9 pounds 99 delivery which is oh. absolutely fantastic because that's basically what you would pay online for for the UK delivery so they've oh, okay. got the Applestell Hoover mm-hmm. domain holstedt Holset. uh yeah holstedt, yes yeah yes, also and a good one. okay and also decline Shore.
1: Yeah, this is the one I uh, oh, I said, yeah, the oh. Kleine Sporen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's been... <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand when you read it probably you don't link it, but it's oh, um, um, yeah. I'm glad. It's we... the one uh, in Zeeland in the mm-hmm. south of Netherlands and uh, yeah, I'm going to visit them next week so I'm very very excited to see how they uh, how they do it, but they have actually pretty good wines. Now, in terms of the regions, am mm-hmm. I right in think is it Limburg?
0: Mm-hmm. That is the main region where the top wines are coming out of at the moment. Limburg?
1: Yes, more or less, let's say. There are some other regions like also Zeeland, which is more from Limburg. It's all in the south. It's more on the right. Okay. Zeeland is more on the left side, on the coast side.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So there also, they make a lot of great wines. That's where the kleine Schorre is. But yes, let's say Limburg... Uh, the big city called Maastricht, that region is, is, yeah, the most famous because it's the most southern. The, yeah, they make wine for a longer period of time because obviously you need a bit of higher temperatures, which in the north of the Netherlands is a bit more difficult.
0: yeah. <laughs> Well mm-hmm. I think we know about that yeah. in England yeah. Yes. Well, interesting I had a quick look at the great varieties mm-hmm. um and yeah you obviously you grow Chardonnay you grow Bacchus which is mm-hmm. becoming our star still grape variety and oh, there's really? yeah yeah and there's Riesling and Pinot Blanc and Pinot Gris but then again you also have Rondo and Regent and da- mm-hmm. Dornfelder Portuguese yes. these are kind of grape varieties as well that we are growing in in England which is no surprise really is it no, you know the no. cool Climate.
1: do you call them also uh the hybrid varieties yes
0: hybrid german yes. varieties right it's, yes uh, yes germany's done done a good job in creating basically disease anything that's disease resistant definitely. or ripens earlier mm-hmm. has been created for places like i guess holland belgium england right definitely
1: it's, yeah mm. we all have the same uh, let's say shitty weather <laughs> <laughs>
0: you could say that you could say that because yeah yeah. here we
1: use the Solaris Johaniter these um, okay these hybrids do you what do you think is the most popular or
0: the top white and the top red then in, in the Netherlands
1: the grapes you mean yeah the grapes um well, yeah, they use a lot of uh, these hybrids that are Solaris, is a white grape, mm-hmm. Johanniter also, and uh, the, what you said, the Regent, Regent. Regent, yeah, Reg- mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. sorry, yeah, good old English lot. accent. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, what you said, also the Dornfelder, Cabernet Cortese. Um... C- Cortese, Try... like Italian? Yes. Oh, okay, uh, the Italian grape, yes. Bra- yeah, okay. Uh, no, yeah, no uh, Cabernet Cortis oh I think it's also uh Ah. I'm not sure if it's a hybrid Ah.
0: um
1: but they do use it so the
0: hybrid you're looking up so it's the hybrid Mm -hmm. that is called Cabernet Cortez yes actually now that's interesting because I literally was talking yesterday on my Instagram about Mm -hmm. Cabernet Noir which oh. is a hybrid that's that's really again it's kind of in Belgium Netherlands you'll have some okay. there um, UK and it's Cabernet Sauvignon crossed with ugh, undisclosed grape variety. How very, very frustrating. They won't say what it is. but this And this was created in Switzerland. Um, oh, wow. So I was literally talking about that just yesterday. So it wouldn't surprise me that they are doing these hybrids of Cabernet Sauvignon with a mm. disease resistant variety because they, they want to yeah, create... well,
1: I found mm. it now. Mm-hmm. Cabernet Cortis is a blue grape and it's a crossing of Cabernet Sauvignon and Solaris. Ah, Cabernet Sauvignon with Solaris. Yes. So yes. is it, so
0: that's a red with a white. So what, what yes. colour is this? Is it a red, I presume this is a red grape
1: variety. Yeah, I thought so. Yes. Yeah. That's what I, uh, yeah One could yeah. only assume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's blue or, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fan-
0: fantastic. So, yes. so is it, now you said that it's not, you know, in, in the Netherlands, French wine is... It, is the popular go-to are you finding now more in the restaurant bars that there is a bottle of Dutch wine that people can sample yes yes yes
1: yes yes. let's say not always by the glass because still yeah it's not super popular so imagine opening the bottle maybe not everyone orders it so you have to throw it away you know the problem um but definitely on a on a nice wine bar or restaurant list there are definitely one or two bottles just to order by the bottle of Dutch wine.
0: Would you say in general as a whole that Mm -hmm. Dutch wine is a bit more expensive because i think we have that issue in england that mm-hmm. it's kind of scale of economy and and the weather um you, you yes. know you're never going to be able to compete with say the french wines down the vanderpay the the Longuedoc yeah. wines kind of uh, in
1: the south uh, of france definitely i think that's absolutely true because i remember not long ago i bought a bottle of this Apostelhofer the one mm-hmm. that he recommended me to mm-hmm. try they said it's a really good one and yeah i paid around 15 euros for the bottle mm-hmm. which obviously is perfectly fine. But Mm -hmm. yes, I think same quality, maybe you could find something cheaper if it's a French bottle.
0: But you know, it's about trying these new things. I had a look. I know we have some listeners in in America and in South Africa. Mm -hmm. And um, I I know that in terms of I I had a quick look for exports. This is a really interesting example. First of all, most exports from the Netherlands only go to North of Europe or West of Europe. So, Mm. you know, sorry for anyone outside of Europe, the chances of you getting any, you're Mm. gonna just have to come to Amsterdam, which is not a problem to be honest. You're gonna have a great time. The the exports account, I I couldn't find the percentage of exports or the actual number of bottles, but it was around like 200 million euros, kind of sounds impressive. But Mm -hmm. when you look at somewhere like Chile, Chile Mm. exports about 4.5 billion. Oh wow! Uh, so that's when you realise how tiny the Netherlands really is mm-hmm. in terms of what they're doing. But but I have to say, for anybody in England, these bottles of wine that I was talking about—if you go on Wine Buyers' website—about fourteen pounds twenty-nine. I have written down oh, actually for one of them. So that's—I think you know—you're not going to have to remortgage to try to be able to say, hey, mm-hmm. let's try some mm-hmm. of the top top wines. Mm-hmm. And at least um, I've already checked with you,
1: our Dutch professional. Our, you know, yeah. you know,
0: you've done you've done the work for us that these wines are good and they're worth they're worth seeking out. These ones, oh,
1: definitely if you want to try something else something new it's it's super nice to to just try one of them
0: so let's talk about Amsterdam because it is mm-hmm. the capital and mm-hmm. um, for many people I have been to Amsterdam myself um, oh, wow. And everyone, obviously, especially in England, gets very excited because they can legally go and smoke some cannabis. Um, yes. <laughs> that's, and, and unfortunately, unfairly, in my opinion, people often think that Amsterdam or, or the Netherlands is, that's it. Um, yeah. When I went to Amsterdam, the beauty of the, the quaint houses, the canals on mm-hmm. every single street, mm-hmm. I, um, I
1: remember the pancakes, the pancakes. Oh, wow. Were so good. Yes, you,
0: is yes. that it, Yeah. The pancakes were just delicious for it's breakfast. It's very
1: typical. It's very mm-hmm. typical. Yes, pancakes is very typical. These houses are very typical. I actually live in one of these houses. Oh, do you? Do yes, you live
0: anywhere yes. near Anne Frank's house? <laughs>
1: uh, well, it's the same street. That's the no. Pracht, yeah, Are you really all, on the same street? Yes, but it's all to the let's say to the left, not to the side of the central station, but the other side. Okay. Because this is one of the longest streets in Amsterdam. They go all ah. the way to uh Yes. So, uh, but it's it's the same kind of vibe on the canal. Uh, oh. The house is from 1600 something. It's really, really incredible. Mm-hmm. The
0: people in Amsterdam, considering I've lived in London for mm-hmm. 10, 10 odd years more than, mm-hmm. that people are friendly, people are happy. It could mm-hmm. be the cannabis, no. <laughs> yeah, there's
1: people, a reason for that. Yeah.
0: Um, they're, People are happy, they're friendly, they're welcoming. There's a sense, I mean, I guess you, as well, that everyone's very liberal. I mean, I'm obviously, yes. I can't, you know, but the, anyone, you do get to go to the red light district. That is something that's really mm-hmm. eye-opening and very cool mm-hmm. and, and actually very well ordered. I was yes. absolutely impressed with how it's arranged. Very mm-hmm. systematic. Um, mm-hmm. You've got the Sex Museum, which is just fantastic. It's just yes. for anyone <laughs> who wants to have a bit of a giggle. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Highly advised. But it's, there's something just really liberating and fresh and grab, on, grab a bike and cycle along all mm-hmm. these flat, flat lands and then get in a little pedal boat and go. It, it's mm-hmm. such a stunning place. So for anyone who hasn't been to Amsterdam, go. So yes. in amongst all of that, is there a big wine culture or not
1: in Amsterdam? I would say it's getting bigger and bigger. And okay. it's definitely already quite big because, mm-hmm. yeah, the Dutch people have been always really open to the French culture. Mm-hmm. So they've always been eating a lot of the French foods because the Dutch don't really have their own food. Uh, you know, you have the pancakes, but... You do good bread. 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 I tasted some good bread. Yes, the bread is amazing. <laughs> I really have bread, to, yeah. but there's not, like, they don't have this... A, a dish. This cultural heritage mm-hmm. that maybe uh, the French have. So mm-hmm. um, they've always been really attracted to the French food and therefore also the French wines. You know, the Côte du Rhone has always been very um, famous, back in the days and nowadays uh, the people are just more open to quality the wines selection becomes bigger in every restaurant so I I would definitely say there's a big culture for drinking good wines
0: and you say obviously French 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 Mm -hmm. are you lucky are you you getting wines from around the world are you getting New Zealand South Africa and everything yes yes it's very
1: it's it's becoming more and more popular especially uh, South Africa is becoming very popular and the quality also is getting so much better nowadays so you can get i think you can get your hands on almost any wine here in the netherlands also the italian wines have become (laughs) very popular Uh, spanish wines you can find good riojas ribera del duero everything is uh, is coming to the netherlands also the new world which you said new zealand sauvignon blanc i think in every supermarket you find a lot of these wines also very accessible price Mm -hmm. yeah definitely Okay. So then where do we go? So apart from coming to your house, if we just stop, if we,
0: so we know once we found the Anne Frank museum, well, well the, the house, um, yeah. all we need to do is start walking down the road and start shouting yes. India, yes. India yes. until we find you. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, but if we can't find you one, mm-hmm. well, we need to go and take a break and get a nice glass of wine. Where do we go? Is there nice wine um, bars in the center or good restaurants is- that you can recommend?
1: There's many, many, many nice wine bars and restaurants. What's your I favorite? I say, well, my favorite. I don't really have a favorite wine bar because I like to hop wine bars. But for example, you have a nice one that is called Shiraz, mm-hmm. and they have two different places. I'm not sure yeah, how it's yeah. To say, yeah, like are a to shop too. Yeah. To, are
0: they a bar? Are yes. a bar or a, yes, kind of a shop or a hybrid? Uh, it's a
1: bar. It's a okay. bar, and you can have a you ha- can have a meal. Uh, so they have two different ones. One really in the center. One a bit more in the south. Uh, then you have a wine bar, um, glue glue, which is li- natural wines, okay. Glue glue, okay. Yeah, they also have two different ones. One is called Bar Central, where you can mm-hmm. also have really nice food, but they have all natural wines. So, Ven Nature. it has mm-hmm. to be something that you like, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. then there's a um, wine bar Paulus, which is a bit more cozy, like um, as, in, as if you're in someone's living room. Oh, nice. Um, you have Weinbar Paskamer, which is also small, cozy. They have good food. I was there last night actually sitting on the terrace because it was, I think, 25 degrees until 12 at night. So oh, my Sitting gosh. outside, really summer night. Oh, you have Beautiful. so many nice wine bars I might I'm I think I'm gonna make um, like a blog post about it ah, li- fabulous li-
0: mm-hmm. well if that a- does come up let me know and yes. I'll add I, all the, for everybody listening I'm gonna mention those wine bars in the description of the podcast below mm-hmm. so you can again the wines that we've mentioned so people because yes. of course pronunciation it's it's so for especially for English speaking people oh my gosh yes. um, <laughs> so I'll put all that stuff down below so people can, can see it and if you do write on your blog which yes. is wine spicegirl.com is Definitely. that correct yes. um let me know first of all i'll put everyone i'll put that down on on the you know description as well hopefully yes. uh, when people are listening to this we might see even more wine bars and stuff to go to yes so, yes 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 well, fantastic thank mm-hmm. you so much oh for um for, for taking us on a little journey around mm-hmm. the tiny little wines <laughs> that are the wines in netherlands i think it's super exciting it's fantastic talking to you oh, um, thank you you're now, why, one question. I don't know whether you're uh-huh. going to have the answer to this. You're trapped on an island. Okay. You know, there's only one style of wine or one wine that you can drink for the rest of your life.
1: Oh, <laughs> what a hard question! I know. I don't know uh, if I could
0: answer it, but
1: mm, I well, you know, I happen to love champagne a lot.
0: Oh, ah, well, that's that's a good one.
1: Uh so I I would just go, yeah, I'd go with champagne. I think because it's especially if I'm on an island and it's hot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I already see myself laying there in the water. Yeah, I. I oh, you okay. You're
0: perfect. You're sorted. Yeah, and of course, then when yeah, the fishes yeah. come up, you've got a perfect pairing, right?
1: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That's what I do. Obviously, I love so many other wines, but if I, know. I have to choose just champagne. one with a gun to my head, I'll, I'll say champagne.
0: No, I appreciate that because I'm not sure mm. if I could give, I don't know if I could answer. So thanks mm. for doing that.
1: Um, you're fantastic. Thank you so
0: much for your time. Thank and you. everyone go and check out Wine Spice Girl on Instagram because yes. she's getting spicy. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Hope to see you all. Oh yeah, we, we're gonna come. We know where you live now. We are coming. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. yes I'll be <laughs> waving outside. <laughs> well,
0: thank you, thank you so oh, much, thank India. You.
1: Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Oh, I really think that was such a great introduction into the wines of the Netherlands. And, you know, as global warming continues to happen, just like it's helped us a lot in England, it is helping them in the Netherlands. If, if that was quite an interesting conversation and you want to know more and you'd like to read a book I discovered that I think is fantastic. It's called Discover Dutch Wine. Interviews, Wines, Vineyards and Restaurants. Now, these are written by two Dutch wine writers, again, with the pronunciation. Uh, one's called Mariella Bukas and the other one is Irene de Vette. What's interesting in this book, they actually explain that in 1997... There was about seven wineries that actually were producing decent quality. And then by 2005, 40. So this is something that's growing. The technology is coming. The understanding is coming. And I think there is a chance that if they get the right backing and promotion and marketing, people will start realising that there are some very good Dutch wines. Now, what I'm not saying is that every wine in the Netherlands is delicious. I believe that there are certainly a few wineries that are doing wines that quite clearly are really worth trying, but that's not to say that everyone else has caught up. If you are visiting the Netherlands, there are pretty much vineyards in every province now. Down in the far south, on the west, as India mentioned, you have Zealand, and there's a lot of sun down there being slightly more southern and on the coast. And they have very old ancient riverbeds, So loads of shells giving you lots of extra minerality to the wine. So I think if you can find wines from Zealand, I think it's an interesting one to try. We've already touched on Limburg and also Gelderland. These two are the provinces which have the most vineyards planted. And don't expect big, red, heavy, big, Tannic, oaky wines. These are wines coming from a much cooler climate. You know, this is on the same uh, the same latitudes as Belgium and Luxembourg and Germany and the north of France. So white wines do well. Sparkling does well. And expect these wines with lots of high acidity. Now, I just want to touch on some of the more interesting. Lesser known grape varieties that grow there. Of course, Chardonnay grows there, so does Riesling, Pinot Blanc. But there's lots of hybrids from Germany. Now, what a hybrid is basically is where you take two Vitus vinifera plants. Vitus vinifera is the grapes that we know and love Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Shiraz. These are all Vitus vinifera. If you cross them, you can create a hybrid. And Germany seems to do really well. They love doing their crossings. So just Kind of like in England, we have lots of these German hybrids like Bacchus, uh, which is doing really well in England. That also grows in the Netherlands, along with Solaris, Sauvignet Gris, Cabernet Blanc. Cabernet Cortis, that's what India already mentioned. There's Johanniter muller Tergau. muller Tergau is actually very popular these days in Germany and England and is known, is known quite well around the wine world. I'm going to focus on three that I really like and we're going to talk in a little bit more detail. So Johanita seems to be doing really well in the Netherlands. That is a crossing that Dr. Johan Zimmermann, hence the name, um, crossed in 1968. It is a crossing of Riesling. So this is from the Riesling family. It's already going to give you a slight idea of flavour profile. Riesling, but then with, oh God, I'm I'm reading this now. There's no chance I will ever remember. Severa Villard 12481 crossed with Rolanda, which was also crossed with with Gutedel so Sorry about that. There you go. Just some facts if that really, if you want to get wine geeky. Um, you're going to find Johanniter in Germany, Switzerland, Poland. I've managed to find at least two vineyards in the UK with Johanniter. This, like all the German crossings, these hybrids are disease resistant and also they ripen earlier. So it's better for the cooler climates. OK, so there's less acidity than a Riesling, but with much more sugar content. It is actually susceptible to botrytis but also black rot. So they have very compact berries. So it can make a sweet wine if tended to correctly. It has higher yields than Riesling. And in terms of flavours, kind of think of it's like a mix of Pinot Gris with Riesling. It's fruity with a little bit of melon, pear, these peachy flavours. So as it's kind of that Pinot Gris, Riesling aromatic style, It's really good with aromatics of like Thai food, you know, but maybe without the spice. It depends if you've managed to find a johanita that has maybe a little bit of sweetness, then I'd add in a bit more spice. But it'd be great with those kind of sweet and savory dishes, maybe like some melon with prosciutto, great with Chinese food. And I think this would be quite a versatile grape variety, have it with shellfish. So have a look out for johanita if you want to explore something a little bit different. Probably my favourite of the few I'm going to mention is Solaris. I've had a few Solaris. I had a Solaris recently from Poland, which was delicious. I was really impressed. This, again, was created in Germany by Nurbert Becker in 1975. Again, disease resistant, good against frost and ripens early. It is a crossing of here we go, Mersling with GM6493, and that itself was a crossing of Zaya, Severa and Muscat Otonel (laughs) I hope you're enjoying this as much as I am Now, um, flavours You get things like It's really perfumed and aromatic And things like bananas and hazelnuts Quite tropical The acidity is not so high though medium acidity you can have this as a dessert wine because again there's lots of high natural sugar levels so or expect an off dry style as well you can find Solaris in Baden in England yay in Belgium in Switzerland uh, you can even apparently it's growing up in Denmark's Norway and Sweden so anyone listening from up there let me know where you can find Solaris Solaris means sun so it's ideally the point it is the sun that grows in these kind of colder areas that we don't have as much sense it's quite nice um imagine with all these kind of the peachy tropical fruits and the kind of fleshy citrusy notes that solaris brings i With thinking, the last time I had a Solaris, the perfect pairing would have been like a tiger prawn tempura with like a mango salsa with some kind of avocado or a little bit of spicy cajun mayo. This was a dish they used to do in one of my old restaurants. I think it might still be there, Goodman's Steakhouse in London, check it out. Or it could be really good with some scallops with a little bit of chili and some fresh herbs. These kind of dishes would be perfect with Solaris. And then the last one I'm going to look at is... Ossoar. And the reason I'm mentioning Ossoar is this is actually not a German hybrid, but it's very popular in the Netherlands and actually very popular in Alsace. This is a Vitas Vinivera plant. Now it's a very confusing great variety because it actually has so many synonyms. So a lot of people don't even get to know it. Plus, Being so popular in Alsace, in the AOC Alsace laws, you can actually label a wine that is 100% Azor as Pinot Blanc, which is super confusing. I do not know how, if anyone happens, I haven't looked into this actually, so I'm not sure why the rules and the legal terms allow that. Just then, to add even more confusion to things, going back to the episode before, if anyone listened to the wines of Argentina, I was telling you that Malbec is called Cot in Cajos. Well, they also sometimes like to call it Osawa <laughs> as well. So that's a complete different grape variety. So I hope you're following. If anyone wants to know the heritage of Osawa, it's actually basically a sibling of chardonnay really because it was gouache blanc which also made chardonnay that mixed with pinot noir so that's the history of ossawa in terms of flavors it's like a pinot blanc if anything but slightly more restrained a slightly less acidity than a pinot blanc but with more full body and in terms of flavor profile for pinot blanc it's more of a kind of a neutral grape variety but it has these kind of citrus apple pear notes this can get a little bit more honeyed with age so it's quite a nice more neutral style grape variety that is great with just fresh fish, with salads, with soft cheeses. You can play around with this kind of grape variety. So there's three grape varieties that maybe you haven't heard of before um, or maybe you haven't tried so much that you can look out for. This are not only will you find it out in Alsace, you can get it in Luxembourg and you can get it in Germany and places like that as well. <laughs> Now coming back to answering the question that I asked you at the beginning of the show. Apparently, in the Netherlands, there are about 180 commercial vineyards. And in terms of hectares, we are literally talking 240, which is minuscule. So now you probably know why hardly any of the good stuff is being exported. So next time you're in Amsterdam, please look out for some of those wineries that we've mentioned, because I think if you don't, you're not doing yourself justice as a wine lover. Now, just like last week, I'm going to finish you off with a really nice wine quote by Euripides, the Greek playwright. You've probably heard of this one before. Where there is no wine, there is no love. This needs no explanation. So cheers to you all. Make sure you drink something delicious. And please subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. Leave your comments below. And I look forward to us all being together again very soon. Cheers to you.